Today's video is brought to you by Comcast. Why? Because it's a day late because my internet went down. Comcast is the devil. Pass that along. Don't come after me. Sorry, Comcast. Anyways, I'm bringing it to you today because my internet went out yesterday and I want to talk about day eight of training camp and what went down that next. Welcome to Skull World, brought to you by Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at Skull World. Now, please, go down and hit subscribe, leave a like, and comment. If you comment, that puts you in my contest. The more comments you make, the more entries you got. Read the rules in the description below. I want to give away free stuff on the Packer game. Just go down and comment. I love you guys. Thank you for helping me spread my Viking purple message across the interwebs. That's awesome. Thank you guys for helping me break 400. I'm on my way to 500 subs. Thank you so much. Now, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I decided I, I scoured Twitter yesterday night at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, I guess this morning, and that was like seven hours ago. But I... I came across Will Raggett's report, and it was so comprehensive. I decided to make this a reaction video to it. I tried to cut it down, but it's so filled with jam-packed goodness that I am going to read a lot of it to you and react to what you know, what I'm, you know, how I feel about it, and hopefully you can you know form your own opinion. There's uh, there's good information in there. It is still relatively early in camp well it's half probably halfway through we're getting there but hey there's some things some competitions that are starting to pan out and i think will raggett's um you know talks a lot about that and tells you tells you what he thinks uh, i might leave his opinions out of it and just give you the facts and let you form your own opinion and hear mine but uh, let's talk about will raggett's from si.com who has become my go-to person Honestly, on comprehensive breakdown of camp, a lot of other people are just putting one-word blurbs out there, not putting any long-form information. But go check out Will Raggett's SI.com. Um, he's doing a great job. Shout out to you, man. Uh, he, injury report. Four players remain out. Irv Smith Jr., Ken, Kenny Nwongu, Ryan Connolly, and Blake Pearl. Other than that, everyone on the 90-man roster was present and participating in practice. I'm a Blake Pearl fan. This guy's a good guy. All the everybody loves the guy. I I wish him the best, and I hope he gets a shot to remain on the practice squad. But I don't see him making the fifty three. But he he had potentially as the ability to be an NFL receiver. A lot of good things about him. Uh, if you've heard any of my videos, and if you want to go back and read uh, watch my receiver video I did, I talk about Blake. Um, I talk about Blake Prohl, and I and you know he's NFL bloodline so it's it's nice to nice to see him making the NFL. Now um he a lot about Kirk Cousins here and it's people say sh I I saw so much stuff about shaky day or this and that sure he threw uh I think two picks yesterday but this is what um Will Raggett's had to say. Cousins has really strong camp for the most part. He looks comfortable in the offense and has been delivering balls all over the field with pinpoint accuracy. 
that that has been very common theme people say about Kirk Cousins this sub camp. Um, it's good to see he's just continuing on what he's always done, right? So let let's uh let's give him some props for that. Friday was another strong day for Cousins. He was highly accurate in 11-on-11 action, hitting Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osmond over and over on short and intermediate routes. Then later in practice, Cousins started to flex his muscles in the deep passing game. He threw a perfect pass to Osborne for long touchdowns against Shandon Sullivan, then dropped another dime to Thielen with Chris Boyd in coverage. Cousins almost connected on one last deep ball to Jefferson, but it just grazed off Jefferson's fingertips. Uh... Chris Boyd will come up again in this video, so I'll leave it for that. But it's great seeing him connect all over the field to his main receivers. And I did a video on KJ Osborne. You're starting to know how I feel about him. I think you use properly. He's gonna be amazing. Do not continue to don't don't try to force you know a square peg into a round hole. He's a he's a slot receiver, and but we have two other guys, you know Thielen and Justin Jefferson, can play anywhere. But Kurt, um, KJ Osborne, I believe, is limited to the slot, and a uh, lot of lot of things point in that direction. Uh, red zone action was a little shakier for Cousins. He threw a bad interception to Jordan Hicks over the middle of the field. Let me stop there. It was reported that he yelled, "Oh no!" after he released the ball. So you know he made a mistake as soon as he did it, and it fell right into it. Like the ball caught Jordan Hicks. Apparently, um, not known for many interceptions. But I love the guy. He's coming in as a run stuffer. He's a sack or a tackle machine the past five years. Kind of dipped a little bit last year, but still got over 100. With him and uh, Harrison Phillips, man in that middle, you know, up up the middle, I, I love our chances to rebound with our, um, with our run defense. Uh, th then it goes, then what he was maybe picked off by Cameron Dansel when throwing one up for grabs after they would have been a sack. You don't know if it was a situational thing, like, hey, it's fourth down. I don't know. But Dantzler apparently intercepted him, but it would have been a sack most likely, and the ball wouldn't have been uh, let go. But, hey, you know, what can you do? It, it was still an interception. So those were his two interceptions. Dancer made a nice play to rip the ball away from Thielen, but it's unclear if he secured the catch. However, Cousins bounced back with an easy touchdown past a month and crossing route. Oh, he goes on to say that Dancer may have dropped it and he ripped it away from Thielen. So he gave a 50-50 ball to Thielen and, and Dancer made the play, which is good news because we're not hearing a whole lot about Dancer, but I think he's had a solid camp. It's just others maybe have been uh, standing out a bit, and I think we might talk about Caleb Evans here. I saw, I might as well say it now, he made a a really good, you know, tra release and trail move on a, and was and forced a guy basically to the sideline and the receiver didn't get a good, good, good throw on it. So he looked, at, he looked, he's looking better than I expected. I thought he'd be really handsy holding, holding receivers all the time. I haven't heard that come out of camp. So thank you, Caleb Evans, for proving me wrong on my report. I wish you well, man. Um, for the second consecutive day, Cousins led the Vikings into field goal range. In a one-minute drill, he hit Osborne twice, scrambled for a first down, then hit Zach Davidson to set up a 52-yard game winner from Greg Joseph. Every report come out of camp is Greg Joseph. I don't think he's missed a kick. I don't. I don't 
remember a report that said Greg Joseph missed a kick. So that's great news. They're raving about him. But hey, show me a, show me in an NFL game, man. You did you you bounced back well from the Arizona game, missing that thirty seven yarder, I think. But hey, uh we're rooting for you. No more Zimmer, no more looking over your shoulder. Uh if I miss a kick, I might get cut. All uh Daniel Carlson, who's amazing again as usual, uh, in the uh in the Hall of Fame game, so we're, we're rooting for you, man. You do have a leg on. You've hit some 50-yarders. You're hitting 58 yarders in practice. It's great. So one by one, he goes with other notes, and these are these are some good tidbits. So I'm going to read them. KJ Osborne is another player having a fantastic ca- camp. He's he's a lock to keep the Vikings wide three wide receiver three job, and has been playing with the wide receiver two caliber guys in my eyes. Um, Osborne. Wide receiver two. So he's been playing like a wide receiver two. And I've said this, uh, especially when PFF came out, that I said we have one surefire number one. We have two number twos. I'm talking about Thielen and KG Osborne. And we have four number threes. Um, That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but when you think about BC Johnson, ISM, and... uh, BC Johnson, ISM, uh, it escapes me right now, but Jalen Naylor, uh, I think we got, I think we got six really good solid receivers. Um, Albert Wilson made a wave yesterday, scoring a touchdown, but um, yeah, there we got. I agree with that. He's showing up as a wide receiver too, but I think wide receiver too of being an outside receiver, I, I believe you could say he could be second option in a. In a three set, him in the slot. But if you're going out with two wide receivers, I'm putting Thielen out there over KJ Osborne just because he's better. Um, Thielen is much better on the outside than KJ Osborne is, and that's just showing off of what it what it was like when he played in replace of Thielen last year. But hey, may, things change. He may have got better, but uh, definitely Thielen. Uh, I still trust him a little bit more. Let's see. Um, Osborne has been awfully impressive with his speed, route running, and hands. Cousins seems to have just as much trust in him as he does in Jefferson and Thielen. Osborne caught a deep ball from Cousins on Friday and then made two catches in the one-minute drill. Sounds great. Jordan Hicks nearly forced three turnovers in one practice. He had a forced fumble on Alexander Madison. What's with the running backs dropping the ball lately? Oh, my God. This is me reacting for the first time. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That kind of crap is going to just haunt us if we continue to drop the ball, man. uh, Picked off Cousins in the red zone. I already talked about and then very nearly picked off Mon. He's going to be a big part of this defense. I am glad to hear. I hate wasted money. I was pretty excited to see Hicks come in just because of how bad our rush defense is. And the fact that he's actually... Picking people off and breaking up passes, awesome. This is this is going to be good. Uh, little people realize someone made a good point to me yesterday that that Kendricks played in a three four in college, and so did you know, so did Barr. Oh yeah, um, Declan. When I got interviewed on Purple Daily, I like to name drop. Anyways, that was a that was a great point. Um, my the other guest Jay. And hopefully we'll bring him on our um, on our live show on Purple Pocket Podcast. But the uh, he said, "Well, hey, Kendricks came from a three-four. Well, Anthony Barr came from that same team, 
and he outs and he was a he was a edge rusher and a three four, and he went to Dallas for three million dollars. We couldn't afford that to give him a shot in a regular defense or a defense he's uh, more suited for. Hey, that might be a missed opportunity, but we got great guys, and I think Hicks is gonna uh, stand out in the middle there, and I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, Lewis Seen made a nice breakup on a Mon pass intended for Tristan Jackson. The rookie safety was all over it. Yes, he jumped up, leaped, reached over the top, knocked it down without, without even touching the receiver. Looks great, man. That looked great. That's the kind of play. He has that leaping ability. He's got the speed. Um, he does got good ball skills, except for maybe he's not known to be catching the interceptions, but at least um, going after the ball, high-pointing it, knocking it down, breaking up passes. I think Lewis seen hopefully... I'm overacting on one play here, but I'm glad to see it. And I actually saw the video of it. It was a great play. Greg Joseph is on fire over the last two practices. After going eight on eight, eight for eight on Wednesday, he made a 52 yarder to complete the first team offense one minute drill, and then made a 58 yarder to complete the Mannion led second team. Mannion led a second team drive one minute drill. It was second straight practice and ended the 58 yarder on Joseph. Uh, Zach Davidson. I throw Mannion out there, just like, oh my gosh. He who shall not be named, Sean Mannion, I named him. Uh, I I hope him I hope him the best. Um, Mond has not been performing. I think that might come up here. Uh, man. Anyway, Zach Davidson dropped a wide open deep pass from Cousins. That's the type of play he needs to make under order in order to make the 53-man roster. But he was open, so that's good. Um, hopefully, he's known to be a pass-catching tight end. Hopefully, that comes around. I don't want to see Zach Davidson dropping balls, man, but that's that's a deep pass. Uh, I think, I don't get to see the play, but he actually physically looks bigger than he used to. So this is awesome to see, throwing his speed, his catch radius. He's making this team, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another video where I'm going to do my 53-man roster 2.0. I already did the 1.0. I didn't call it that, but I think I deserve. I I think it's time to do another one since we're nearly halfway, or if we're maybe already halfway through camp. Okay. When it comes to alignment, Harrison Phillip continues to impress in both one-on-one and 11-on-11 action. Uh, part of that might be going back to Garrett Bradbury, or going against Garrett Bradbury, but Phillips is impressive. Ed Ingram and Patrick Jones the second are a couple young players who have had some nice moments. That is the first time I really heard of Patrick Jones a second. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I wasn't super high on him, but I thought he was a good good draft pick. Uh, but that's great to hear his name. Uh, Ed Ingram. Ed Ingram, man. I want that guy to start. He's he's a mauler. He he uh just would throw ragdoll people in college. And I think he should be win that right guard position if it may not be the first week of the season but he needs to he needs to win that i think with him and then a solution at center fixes our offensive line for the next three to five years that would be amazing but anyways i i digress it's hard to see how chris boyd makes this roster unless vikings really value his special team skills which he's I guess he's pretty decent at that. He wasn't. He hasn't been great in camp, getting beaten deep a few times on Friday. Not good. Rookie Caleb Evans has been has looked better 
And you could argue that Harrison Hand and Nate Harrison are ahead of Boyd, too, with their versatility to play in the slot. Yeah, this may be... I had I kept Boyd off the 53, but I kept him as the seventh cornerback, not making it because we'd only kept six. But, you know, if special teams does matter, and if he's the sixth corner on your team and he's a better special teamer, still a good chance of making the team. But, yeah, I, I haven't heard much good things about Boyd coming out of practice. I just haven't. Hopefully, uh, it maybe that changes and he, and, he, uh, and he plays well. He's got the size and everything for it and i guess and he does have special team skills so let's see let's see what happens there look out for that this wasn't andrew booth jr's best day he was beaten several times for catches so someone i and i'm not gonna name names but said that um caleb evans it could, could potentially pass andrew booth jr over one practice so this is the first um bad report on Andrew Brew Jr. Everything else has been raving about him. Uh, hopefully uh, he picks it up. Everybody has a bad day and other uh, have, well, except for KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson, those two do not have bad days apparently, but Hey, Andrew Brew Jr. Has shown his kryptonite on day eight of camp. Uh, Dan Chasina of all people made several big plays on Friday. I'm still not sure if there's a path to get him on the roster, even with the special teams value. I, I was shocked that he apparently had some really good catch. I haven't seen a video of it. Um, I guess more people are not, uh, are biding the Vikings wishes and not showing a lot of clips, but some, uh, tight one-on-one -on -one shots, a lot happens, but an 11, 11 drill, you don't see much. So Jan, Dan Chasina had a pretty good day yesterday, which, you know, great, great. I hope this guy, you know, honestly, we can keep vets on the on the roster, and I think there'd be a situation where maybe a receiver gets hurt. We go with a five man uh, rotation at receiver, and we bring Chancina in on on uh, as a six receiver to play special teams that day. Especially if, let's say, we have an idea that we're not going to go eleven personnel as much, or we're not going to go four wide as much in that particular game. Why not have a Chancina come in and play special teams? I think I think he's a guy we would put on uh, put on uh, you know as a veteran on the practice squad, which I think you're allowed eight now. Uh, the battles between Daniil Hunter and Brian O'Neill on one ones are a lot of fun. That's awesome. Same goes for Zadarius Smith and Christian Derisaw. That would be fun. Uh, that would be so fun to watch, man. And the other two combinations of those four players when the edge rushers switch sides, the Vikings are strong at edge and offensive tackle. Ah, music to my ears. Ah, it's awesome. Awesome to hear that our big, our Daniil Hunter coming back from off of injuries, Darius Smith re returning from injury, even though he played in the playoff game. And then in our, in the say, it's fun to watch. So I think it's a 50, 50 that, you know, Hey, one of these guys is going to win. Who knows it's going to be, but the raving about, um, um, Christian Derrissaw is has been pretty awesome lately. He's proven us all right. Is these are the this is a Justin Jefferson Zadir and did I say Zadir Christian Derrissaw and Justin Jefferson are parting gifts from Rick Spielman. Thank you, Rick Spielman, and congrats on your CBS gig. And um, I don't know what that organization you're touting on your 
Twitter is, the 33rd. I don't know what that is, but hey, he's wearing a CBS shirt and he's on the sidelines of the Colts camp yesterday or last two days. That's that's great. Good job. I think you're you're made for that type of work. Uh, you probably will see the league again maybe sometime. But hey, we're now we're getting to hear hear some good things from him. Good good luck in the future, man. Uh, Skull Vikes, power to you. Now that's it for today. Minnesota sports talk. I loved Will Raggett's report here. It was very insightful. A lot of good things, man. I think I think I'll I think everything's looking up, man. We're deeper than we have been. Uh, the prognostic, you know, the PFFs of the world have, are ragging on us. But I think the people that know football, and we pass the eye test. We pass the eye test of what a good football team, a deep football team with a lot of talent on it looks like. And I brought it up when I, and coming out tomorrow is my visit to the vent line on Purple Daily, which I was so happy to to join and i i said 12 and 5 man i said 12 and 5 i put it out there what do you guys think tell me in the comments below this is a great this is a good team potential to be great uh it all depends on how that defense handles uh this year and the new uh defense and 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 you know hopefully there's been you know a little confusion not much but that's just New new defense, new year. Everybody's getting used to playing with each other. By the end of camp, by the end of pre preseason games, hopefully we're hitting the hitting on all cylinders and we, you know, take out on the Packers a two touchdown lead. I that's what I'm thinking. Let's do it. Twelve and five. I have a floor of ten, a ceiling of thirteen and four, but I say twelve and five. Let's do it. Skull Vikings. See you next time.